Today is the 15th day of October, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Let us say together the Vanity. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Psalm for the 15th day, evening prayer, Psalm 78. Hear my teachings on my people. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will declare the mysteries of ancient times. That which we have heard and known and what our forefathers have told us, we will not hide from their children. We will recount to generations to come the praiseworthy deeds and the power of the Lord and the wonderful works he has done. He gave his decrees to Jacob and established a law for Israel, which he commanded them to teach their children, that the generations to come might know, and the children yet unborn, that they in their turn might tell it to their children, so that they might put their trust in God and not forget the deeds of God, but keep his commandments, and not be like their forefathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The people of Ephraim, armed with a bow, turned back in the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. They forgot what he had done and the wonders he had shown them. He worked marvels in their sight of their forefathers in the land of Egypt and the field of Zoan. He split open the sea and let them pass through. He made the waters stand up like walls. He led them with a cloud by day and all the night through with a glow of fire. He split the hard rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as from the great deep. He brought streams out of the cliff, and the waters gushed out like rivers. But they went on sinning against him, rebelling in the desert of the Most High. 
They tested God in their hearts, demanding food for their cravings. They railed against God and said, Can God set a table in the wilderness? True, he struck the rock, the waters gushed out, and the gullies overflowed. But is he able to give bread or to provide meat for his people? When the Lord heard this, he was full of wrath. A fire was kindled against Jacob, and his anger mounted against Israel. For they had no faith in God, nor did they put their trust in his saving power. So he commanded the clouds open above, and opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna upon them to eat, and gave them grain from heaven. So mortals ate the bread of angels. He provided for them food enough. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens, and let out the south wind by his might. He rained down flesh upon them like dust, and winged birds like the sand of the sea. He let it fall in the midst of their camp, and round about their dwellings. So they ate and were well filled, and for he gave them what they craved. But they did not stop their craving, though the food was still in their mouths. So God's anger mounted against them. He slew their strongest men and laid low the youth of Israel. In spite of all this, they went on sinning and had no faith in the wonderful works. So he brought their days to an end like a breath and their years when sudden terror. Whenever he slew them, they would seek him and repent and diligently search for God. They would remember that God was their rock and the Most High God their Redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths and lied to him with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast towards him, and they were not faithful in his covenant. But he was so merciful that he forgave them their sins and did not destroy them. Many times he held back his anger and did not permit his wrath to be aroused. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that goes forth and does not return. How often the people disobeyed him in the wilderness and offended him in the desert. Again and again they tempted God and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power in the day when he ransomed them from the enemy. How he wrought his signs in Egypt and his omens in the field of Zoan. He turned their river into blood so that they could not drink of their streams. He sent swarms of flies among them, which ate them up, and frogs which destroyed them. He gave their crops to the caterpillar and the fruit of their toil to the locust. He killed their vines with hail and their sycamores with frost. He delivered their cattle to hailstones and their livestock to hot thunderbolts. He poured out upon them his blazing anger, fury, indignation, and distress, a troop of destroying angels. He gave full rein to his anger. He did not spare their souls from death, but delivered their lives to the plague. He struck down all the firstborn of Egypt, the flower of manhood and the dwelling of Ham. He led out his people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them to safety and they were not afraid. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies. 
He brought them to his holy land, the mountain, and his right hand had won. He drove out the Canaanites before them and appointed an inheritance to them by lot. He made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents. But they tested the Most High God and defied him and did not keep his commandments. They turned away and were disloyal like their fathers, and they were undependable like a warped bow. They grieved him with their hill altars and provoked his displeasure with their idols. When God heard this, he was angry and utterly rejected Israel. He forsook the shrine of Shiloh, the tabernacle where he had lived among his people. He delivered the ark into captivity, his glory into the adversary's hand. He gave his people to the sword and was angered against his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men. There were no wedding songs for their maidens. Their priests fell by the sword and their widows made no lament. Then the Lord woke as though from sleep, like a warrior refreshed with wine. He struck down his enemies on the backside and put them in perpetual shame. He rejected the tent of Joseph and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. He chose instead the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loved. He built his sanctuary like the height of heaven, like the earth which he had founded forever. He chose David, his servant. He took him away from the sheepfolds. He brought him from following the ewes to be a shepherd over Jacob, his people, and over Israel, his inheritance. So he shepherded them with a faithful and true heart and guided them with the skillfulness of his hands. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 15, beginning at the first verse. I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaimed to you, which you in turn received, in which you also stand, through which also you are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaim to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you, as of first importance, what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is within me. Whether then it is I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. 
Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple. On the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you beholding the depths in the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 11, beginning at the first verse. When Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and proclaim his message in their cities. When John heard in prison that the Messiah was doing, he sent word to his disciples and said to them, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you see and what you hear. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor has good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Today's reflection is taken from Mother Teresa in my own words, compiled by Jose Luis Gonzalez Balado, and shared with you by Betsy Fornowens. These include direct quotes, stories, and prayers on various topics that Mother Teresa used to strengthen and inspire the poor, the dying, the suffering, and the doubting during her lifetime, which remain relevant today. Today's topic, Mary, the mother of God. Mary is our mother, the cause of our joy. Being a mother, I have never had difficulty in talking with Mary and feeling close to her. When the Congregation of the Missionaries of Charity had just been established, we urgently needed a building for the Congregation's mother house. To get it, I promised the Virgin to pray 85,000 memorares. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never has it known that anyone who fled to your protection implored your help or sought your intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. 
There were not too many of us yet. How were we going to take care of our debt? I came up with a solution to bring together all the children and the sick we were taking care of in Nimnil Herade and Shishu Bahaivin. I taught them the prayer, and we all promised to pray it. The building did not take long to become ours. Due to the celebration of the Holy Year in 1984, the Holy Father was celebrating Mass outside in St. Peter's Square, and there was a great crowd. A group of missionaries of charity was also there. Suddenly it started to rain. I told the sisters, let us pray a quick novena of memorare to Our Lady so it stops raining. While we were praying the second memorare, it started to rain even harder. While we prayed the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, and the eighth ones, the umbrellas started to close. By the time we finished the ninth prayer, the only open umbrellas were ours. We had worried so much about praying, we had not paid attention to the weather. It had stopped raining. Finally, I recommend praying these words to Mary. Mary, Mother of Jesus, and of those who participate in his priestly ministry, we come to you with the same attitude of children who come to their mother. We are no longer children, but adults who desire with all our hearts to be God's children. Our human condition is weak. That is why we come to ask for your motherly aid so we are able to overcome our weakness. Pray for us so that we can, in turn, become people of prayer. We invoke your protection so that we may remain free from all sin. We invoke your love so that it may reign and we will be able to be compassionate and forgiving We ask for your blessing so we can be like the image of your beloved Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So ends the reflection for this week. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, that your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth your hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life, and for the mystery of love. We thank you for the blessing of family and friends and for the loving care which surrounds us on every side. We thank you for setting us at tasks which demand our best efforts and for leading us to accomplishments which satisfy and delight us. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and for the example of his life, for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again, in which we are raised to the life of your eternal kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him, at all times and in all places, may give thanks to you in all things. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus, 
forever and ever. Amen.